0: welcome to me time the podcast for women in midlife who've been taking care of everyone else and now say it's my turn to take care of me i'm kim aceto health and self-care coach for women in midlife and your host thank you for spending your precious me time with me right now enjoy the show Okay. So today I am here with Lizette Smith. Let me tell you about Lizette. Lizette Smith is the chief operating officer and a senior advisor to personal wealth clients at the advisory group of San Francisco, an independent financial advisory firm that manages $1 billion in assets. A pioneer of using the midlife gap year in the financial planning process, Lizette authored the firm's 16-page guide, The Midlife Gap Year, How to Take a Break and Still Feel Financially Secure. The guide inspires women business owners and leaders to take a long-term view of their career and life fulfillment. Lizette's desire to help high-achieving female business owners and leaders plan for breaks stems from lessons learned from her own midlife transition of selling her wealth management firm to spend more time with her son and go back to school. Lizette, welcome to the Me Time Midlife Podcast.
1: Hi, Kim. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it is great to have you. And I am so looking forward to you talking about the midlife gap year, which we're going to talk about today. And I also want to hear your story, which I want to ask you about right after the first question I ask every guest, uh, which is, what do you enjoy doing during
1: your Me Time? Oh, um, so... My kind of thing that I like to do in my me time is mm-hmm. riding my bike. Um, so I, you know, I'm not a great bike rider, but I love riding my bike. What do you mean? Do you fall um, off
0: or? No, <laughs> what do you mean
1: by? <laughs> No, I managed to stay on like almost 100 okay. of the time. Uh-huh. But I, you know, I'm not particularly fast. I do some okay. long rides. I like to train for long rides and charity rides. And you know, we uh, live in California now, so there's a lot of good bike riding through vineyards. And you know, um, but yeah, I'm not particularly speedy. Um, but um, it's really, I mostly ride by myself. I think some people are really into group rides, but I really find it's a great time to think and you know I like to kind of decide on the go where I'm gonna go. And and, you know, I just love it. I just feel like it's a great time to explore and and think.
0: Right, right. It's kind of freeing. I mean, I'm not a runner, but I would definitely much rather like get like because people say that about running too, like people that like to jog right like they just kind of maybe don't have a destination but they just get going and they kind of see where it goes and it's a great time to kind of think and to just be outdoors and get some sun or whatever feel yeah. the wind in your face um and the same is true for biking and i feel like that too and um i'm not a fast biker either. <laughs> <I'm like> a, <laughs> yeah, I'm like I've
1: kind a, of learned to yeah. live with that. I mean I've gotten faster over the years, but I've I've kind of learned to live with that. And you you just cover a little more ground than as than a runner. You know, I think you right. can kind of see things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah, it like just that. is a little bit more of a production when you have to put your helmet on and right. you know all that. That's you have true. All that with you. But anyway. Um, okay. So let's talk about first, you know, I like to ask you Um, I'm I'm interested in like, not just what people do, but like how they got into it, like why you do what you do. So, um, I kind of read a little bit in your bio about, um, how you sold your business and you wanted to spend more time with your son, go back to school. Um, so can you just share a little bit more about, about that time of your life?
1: Sure. So I, um, I mean, this experience kind of predated the the formal kind of midlife gap year but some of it is certainly a a source of that so i i had a a wealth management firm and really i've been doing financial planning since i got out of college in in various ways and for the 10 years preceding that so i was kind of in my early 40s i guess um i had had a wealth management firm with a business partner and you know it had grown well uh, over that time and um it it was pretty successful and but it was a a lot of work and I think you know I was just at the phase that a lot of people are in midlife when your kids or I had um one son at are in middle school and you start to kind of see that you know it's not an unlimited amount of time that you have with them and so i and you know we were really busy and so it just seemed like you know i kind of had that that moment of thinking is this what i want to keep doing is this um you know can i pair back on this you know what what would be the best thing to do and as it turned out my business partner actually had two very young children and so we just kind of came to the decision together that, you know, maybe we should, you know, transition this firm to someone else and and see what else we can do. And so that that's what I did. And, um, it, you know, part, so part of it was personal and part of it was also professional, that that was all I had ever done. And I kind of wanted to see if, if there might be something i could pivot to um, in my case i did some consulting in mediation and arbitration which i had also kind of done as a advisor so um and but that required some additional training so i went back to school for that but it was a much different pace and just a, right. a different experience so yeah um, you know it worked it just it worked out well for me so Um, for during that period probably about a five or six year period until he got out of high school actually um, it was just a lower key kind of uh, lifestyle so it wasn't really a year it was a little longer than that but it kind of had the same implications of a change in the financial lifestyle and just you know a, a different perspective on work life
0: Right. Right. And we understand a year, right. When somebody, I mean, not right now, like during COVID, like every like time yeah. just seems so weird, but, um, we understand when, when we say like a midlife gap year, like we understand like, okay, a year, like a year is, uh, you know, a short enough amount of time to like, you know, figure something, things out and get moving on some things. And, but it's also a long enough time to, um, be able to, you know, do all those things as well, right? (laughs) So where we don't, we we don't feel like, yeah, we don't feel pressured to find the next step. Now, I want to talk with you about a midlife gap year and what exactly it is. But first, um, I think it's important to kind of talk about the fact that um, women are working longer now. Is that right? And um, what what are you seeing as far as um, when women are retiring now? Um, you know, what what was it like before? What is it like now? What do you foresee for the future as far as women in the workforce?
1: Yeah, I think one of the one of the reasons we started looking at this is just the idea that um, you know people first of all life expectancy is, is um, extending and people, you know, are looking at their careers differently. And I think some people are kind of in the model of more of the baby boomer model of will, you know, retire in our late 60s, or even maybe later than that to, to think about um, if they're doing something they really love. But for people in midlife, a lot of the time, they're thinking kind of, if they're, you know, we work with a lot of business owners, women business owners who are also working moms and or maybe part of a dual career couple. And for for some of them, they're really they get focused on retiring early and kind of, you know, as a as a financial advisor, you know, that becomes a question a lot of the time. And so what we're trying to do is change that focus because for a lot of people that's just not realistic. Um, And so even though They, you know, you might think of that as the answer, if you're going to live a long time and, and statistics say we are going to, um, that's a long time to be retired. So it's hard to kind of, um, have the resources for that. If you, if you retire early, Mm
0: -hmm. right. And some people find purpose in their work, right. It's not just about making a living, but it's about also, you know, we're, we're learning this about health, um, and wellness, right It's not just about what you eat or how much you exercise or how much sleep you get or how how much or le- little stress you have in your life but it's also about you know social connection and it's about, Um, having purpose in life, like waking up with something you look forward to doing, feeling like you matter and, and all of that. And women, we just have so much to offer the world, right? We have so much wisdom. We have so much knowledge. Um, That's really,
1: yeah, yeah, that's a huge, huge part of it. And it's a huge part of, you know, I've been doing this long enough that I, I see people who, you know, even if they retire at a a normal retirement age, say Mm -hmm. in their 60s, you know that they want to cont- if they want to continue to have purpose and it's not so much about um being fully retired and and that's a lot what we're trying to plan for is just kind of an ebb and flow of your career and and take the pressure off people to to plan it for themselves, because if you plan for yourselves, you kind of plan. You know, I'm going to accumulate resources for this period, and then I'll spend them. But we see people that retire, and if they're really good at their job, they're not as happy in some ways. You know, sometimes it's really um, about paring back and doing things a little differently, but not not planning to to fully retire. And that ends up being a lot of what you have to plan for if you're planning a midlife gap year because it, sometimes it means you do you the trade off is you might have to work longer mm-hmm. but for a lot of people that makes sense anyway because they'll be happier in their retirement Right. I was going to say they'll be happier in retirement if they're still working. <laughs> right. I think I, you know what I mean. Well,
0: yeah, right. I mean work is relative, right? I mean, I hope that I will continue to coach even if it's just one client, you know, right. I mean for a, I mean a a really long time and it's it's one of those skills that um, you know you can get better at it. Like you only get better with time. You only become a better coach with time, you know? And so um, before we get into the midlife gap year and what it is and who it's for and all that, I just want to kind of throw in this caveat that, you know, when we're talking about, you know, taking this gap year and we're talking about life expectancy, um, I think it's important to note that um, this is not the case for all women. Um, Not all women's life expectancy I don't know why I can't say that today, expectancy, um, is not going up. Um, it, you know, I, I would say for, um, for women of privilege and, um, uh, successful women or women who have a lot of support you know financial emotional whatever kind of support um, this this is this midlife gap year would be more for a woman in that situation um, but I want to run that by you first because I'm because right um, yeah, so first that's why don't really, you share?
1: yeah that's an important an important piece because we kind of see that as you know kind of part of the growing inequality is that for you know, uh, higher income people and people that are, you know, in healthy environments, um, the the gap between being in life expectancy. So average life expectancy doesn't mean as much because for people in that kind of higher socioeconomic range, it's significantly higher than, right. than people who have a lot of stressors in their lives and, and just aren't, um, you know, med- don't have as good of medical care, th- those kind of things. And so there is definitely an implied or uh, uh, actual um, privilege of being able to not only, you know, financially um, think about a midlife gap year, um, but just in terms of, of assessing risks. And, you know, one of the risks is that you have, some skill set that is, you know, will allow you. You were just talking about coaching and being able to do that over a long period. Um, you know, people that are involved in physical jobs are not gonna, you know, one of the options isn't usually for them to do it well, well into their 70s. So it does, you know, it, it does kind of skew to professionals and executives and business owners and and you know the more fortunate among us.
0: Right, right. Well, you said that much better than I did. So thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so with that in mind, and uh, realizing that maybe the midlife gap year isn't for everybody, but it may be for some women in certain situations. uh, Let's talk about what, how do you define, I mean, you wrote a 16 page guide on midlife gap year, like how do you define a midlife gap year? And um, just tell us more about that.
1: So as you were saying earlier, we we call it a midlife gap year, but it's it can be different amounts of time. But it's really the idea of taking a planned break in your career, um, or you know taking time away from your business. And it could it's designed for you. I mean, we see it for a variety of reasons. Some more fun than others. But, it, you know, I think the unifying fact is that people in midlife are at a really, you know, I don't have to tell you this, are a really unique period of there's just a lot, a lot going on. Um, a lot of times they're at their peak earning years, but they also have, you know, kids to put through college or, or children that they're um, that are at home or just have a lot of demands on their time. And they can also have, parents that are starting to need help or starting to um you know uh either need additional care or are getting ill and so it's a time where the need for a break is probably most um you know most obvious Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so you can't you know it depends what your priority is, you know, we spend a lot of time kind of, we kind of start with people's biggest dream and, you know, try to try to get there and and talk about what the trade offs are. But it can be because they're along a spectrum of what you would need to plan for, you know, in, in my case, I took time off, but I wasn't traveling or doing things that might cost more money, it was more um, you know, going back to school, which was some expense, but it wasn't quite as much as that would be. And, and caring for a family member or just taking a break to even, you know, to think about your career or get a different perspective on it, um, aren't the, or are at the lower end, I guess, cost-wise, um, but it could be something as much as, you know, having the whole family take time off and homeschool your children and, and take, uh, uh, you know, and travel during that period during COVID, obviously that was not an option. Um, yeah. But I think if I could just say like during, we actually wrote this before COVID we, sure. you know, we, we're talking about it in terms of really, as I said, kind of gearing for people that are more focused on early retirement to try to show them a different way. Um, but Interestingly, I think even though people have spent a lot of time with their families and you know their kids homeschooling during that for period, for better
0: or for worse, yeah, yeah
1: um, <laughs> it has also given a whole different look. That and we're kind of seeing that now as we hopefully come out of it a little bit, in terms of how people want to balance their lives and and really think about their. Um, work-life balance and, you know, that it may end up being more breaks along the way and planning for a longer time and and taking advantage of time when you're, you know, when you can enjoy it. Um, So there's been a little bit of a different perspective um, based on that. I think people are a little more open to the idea, frankly. Because um, they've seen that, oh, I can work remotely part of the time, or, you know, so there's even more, more versions of it.
0: Yeah, as you're talking, I'm thinking that it's like an investment in yourself. Like you can just take the time off, like this year plus or whatever, take the time off, um, or like you did, you can go back to school. So it's not like you're just, you know, laying around all day, you know, but you're actually, you know, spending quality time with your son, you're going back to school, you're learning more things, you're developing your skill set and your expertise, which you can go back out and bring to the world and benefit people that you're helping, right? So it's like, and I I mean, I see everything through the lens of health and wellness. And you know, the time that you spend taking care of your health and wellness, like it, it's a benefit, not just to you, but it's to, it's for everybody you know, your relationships, your friendships, um, you know, your career, your professional life, like all of it improves when you take care of yourself. And I kind of see this the same way. And I'm wondering, I'm just curious, um, what benefits did you see, um, taking this time off, like to spend t- more time with your son? What were, what, what were the positive things you saw from, from that time you spent with him?
1: Um, yeah, one thing I, I want to mention, especially if you have middle school or, um, high school kids and you're thinking, you know, kind of the situation I described earlier where you're thinking, oh, they won't, you know, be home much longer is it, it's not always reciprocal. They may not want to really <laughs> spend a lot you're so more right. time with right. you. So, um, I think for me, it was a little more, um, like like one really direct thing is is he was involved in sports so he was a high school wrestler which uh, most of a lot of his meets were you know during the day or or after school and you know if I had been still like full on with the business that would have been um a, a lot a lot harder to to do um in terms of you know going to his meets and things like that and I think that you know that's one thing that gets hectic, um, you know, especially if you have a lot of kids um, to to just keep up with things like that. So you know, that's a very practical, um, a, a very practical example. But I think it, you know, so it's not like I wouldn't say we were spending a lot more. Time together. It's right. not like we were, I <laughs> but I think mentally I was more present. Yeah, you know, I, I think, it, it, you know, it's not like we were playing board games or something, but I think like I was it, my focus on my business and just that kind of mental duality of, of trying to you know manage a lot of things at once I just feel felt like I was a lot more present a lot more engaged just in any you know the conversations that we have
0: right.
1: <laughs> the conversations yeah. I could manage to have with a 13 year old boy um you know I I think it just gave me a different um outlook you know
0: I get it yeah well, I don't have kids, but, but I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. 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 That's so important that, that time just, I mean, that being present and you like you changing, right? Like even though he's a 13 year old boy and we kind of know what that's like. Um, but, but you changing, um, you know, your life. Um, yeah, totally. Um, you shared so many benefits already, but what are maybe some other benefits if you haven't touched on them of, of taking a midlife gap year? What are your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, I think you really talk about it a lot in terms of wellness. Um, and, uh, and in terms of staving off burnout, I think a lot of the time, in uh, you know, this gets back to people being focused on early retirement It's like they're feeling burned out. And, and that's what they think the, the answer is. And I think, you know, you'll never know what would have happened if you hadn't done that. Right. But I think part of the, the benefit um, is it kind of um, getting rid of, of some regret that you might have otherwise, like by taking that time off, and regrouping, I think, you know, that that's something that um, we see in people later on, like, you know, when they're retiring, they might want to catch up on things that they missed, but sometimes that's a little too late. And so one of the benefits is really like thinking, and in my case, actually, I was saying like, I kind of thought, oh, is this, you know, is this the right career for me? This is all I've ever done. And I took time off and did something else. And now, as you can see, I'm back in the financial advice world because I did really like it. And I did really miss those long-term relationships. And so that kind of worked for me And you know, I feel like I might've regretted it if I didn't take that time off and try something else. But now I'm more fully immersed and kind of have taken that experience and, you know, pivoted a little bit in how I view people's planning.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think absolutely
1: that's a big, you know, it's really a lot about, and and, you know, in some cases, people do something tangential to their business during that period that just gives them, you know, a different perspective. I were in the in wine country. And so, you know, we have people who are in that business, but even if they use it to travel or visit other countries, Argentina or, you know, other countries that have a big wine, um, business as well, and just get different perspectives and, and bring that back. It can really enhance your business.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we see that with travel, even just, you know, getting away and even for a week or or so, and just, you know, it, it just brings a lot of clarity, um, sometimes just getting in a different environment, looking at different things, like just stepping away from, you know, the everyday, yeah. I think.
1: I think there is some risk to it, especially if you're a business owner that, you know, you might feel like things will fall apart if I'm gone. And, and we really encourage people to think of it as really a positive, like your business for the most part should be able to run without you and that's really makes it more valuable and you know so part of this we try to have some lead time to plan um and part of that planning is to get other people ready to to be able to fill in so that risk or that fear that you might have can be mitigated
0: right right So speaking of fears, Lisette, um, we (laughs) talked about the benefits, um, what are maybe some of the fears that women might have, uh, when considering taking a midlife gap year. And you just mentioned one about, um, you know, if you're a business owner and your business is not at the point yet where it can run itself, uh, stepping away like that can be, you know, there can be much more cost than benefit, Um, you may come back to no business, right? So um, that's definitely one. But what are some maybe other fears that women might have?
1: Um, I think whether you're a business owner, or if you're, you know, just in uh, another kind of position, I think you just you, you're afraid of kind of derailing your, your longer term plans. Like if I do this now, you know, is this, is this selfish? Is this, you know, getting me off course for later? Um, and you know, that's a lot of our job is to really help you think through. I mean, some of the fears are as simple. Actually, I know you're in Canada, but here in. America, we're very nervous about our health care and having health insurance <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh-huh. and, you know, having health insurance and, and, you know, so most of the practical fears, like we can kind of figure in like that, that's legit. Like you are going to need health insurance and you're going to, you know um, so we, that's something we need to take into account. So there are things like that. And then, but I think a bigger one and a, the one that we really try to, to help people, um, get around is to look at kind of worst case scenarios. Like what if, you know, to, to your point, like what if my business does really badly when I'm gone? Well, you you know, if something really significant happens, you can come back, (laughs) like you're not, you know, you're, you're still going to, it's, gonna be uh, you'd be available to to help out. But more typically, um we just plan, you know, what's a worst case scenario? And we can kind of run a stress test of that and just say, like, even if you came back or you weren't able to get a job for another year or so, how you know, how would you manage? What would you do? Um and that kind of helps to, you know, seeing it that way kind of helps to alleviate some of the financial fears. Um, And as I said earlier, it may mean that you have to save more later or you have to work longer um, or, you know, you'll have to pare back your lifestyle for a while. I think some people just get on that treadmill of, you know, they might earn a lot, but they spend a lot. And, you know, it's, um, you know, so it's a different, different way of looking at it.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, you can definitely help women navigate that as well. And, and couples, um, I'm sure. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Lizette, it was so great talking with you. I really enjoyed it. Um, And congratulations on your own, you know, taking your own gap year plus and um, going back to school and realizing that you loved what you did and came back to it. And I think that's a beautiful story. Um, So you actually have, uh, you're going to give me the uh, midlife gap year guide that listeners can download. So I'm going to put that in the show notes. Uh, You, I have a couple other links here to Um, your website and your LinkedIn as well. So I'll put those things in the show notes if anybody wants to reach out to you for more information. Um, And yeah, so thank you so much again, Lizette. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about the midlife gap year.
1: Thank you so much. It was great. It was great talking to you.
0: If you find the Me Time Midlife podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. The best way is to simply tell your midlife friends about it. It also helps the show's visibility if you rate and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or simply directly in your Apple Podcasts app if you listen to the show that way. And if you want more Me Time in your life and continue the conversations we have on the show with other women on a similar journey, Consider joining our Me Time Midlife community on Facebook. Simply search for Me Time Midlife Community in your Facebook search bar or go to MeTimeMidlifePodcast.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, remember you've been taking care of everyone else. It's your turn to take care of you.